Praise the Lord. Well, you know, this morning we said we were going to have a drinking service. And whether you know it or not, we've already been drinking. The presence of the Lord is in this place. A lot of different ways to drink in of the Spirit of God. You know, we can ha, ha, ha. Or we can lift our hands and just worship Him. We can just cry however the Spirit of God moves upon us. But He is definitely moving already in our midst. And for that, we are grateful and we are thankful. This morning, Pastor did an awesome message on the Holy Spirit. And he said he had these three points about the Holy Spirit, the spirit within, the spirit with on and the spirit among. And as he was preaching that, I was thinking, well, well, I'm just going to jump off where he left off this morning and just talk about the importance of staying full. And I had this title. I preached it many years ago. You know, sometimes you think, well, I preached something not that long ago. And when I go back and it's not in my computer, I know it was really a long time ago, <laughs> preached this message and I titled it, What Have You Been Drinking? So I want to ask you that question tonight. What have you been drinking? You know that it's obvious when a person has been consuming an alcoholic beverage. I personally have never done that. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to be Miss Goody Two-Shoes, but that's just the way that I was raised in a strong Christian home. Alcohol was not part of our upbringing, and I just never have been drunk on the false spirit. And I find it interesting that they call alcohol spirits. I don't know anything about that kind of spirit, but I do know a lot about getting drunk on the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. So anyway, when a person in the natural has been drunk and consuming an alcoholic beverage, I know for sure that it affects their behavior. Not from personal experience, but from being around people or seeing people that is under, they are under the influence of alcohol. It can impair their ability to walk, to see to drive. That's why they get pulled over sometimes and they have to take the breath analysis test or whatever they do now. And if they're, if they're under the influence, they can't drive anymore. And you know, fossils, another thing about alcohol, alcohol can be a mind altering substance. It affects the way that people think. Well, there are a lot of things in the natural that there are spiritual parallels. Said this for years that, you know, we don't need to get drunk on this world's wine because we got the Holy Ghost new wine. And the reason they call it spirits, I think, is because it's a counterfeit for the Holy Spirit. It's important that you and I watch what we've been drinking. We do need to drink a mind altering substance. But we're not going to find it at the local bar or at the cannabis club. That's not where this mind-altering substance is. We do need to get loaded on a daily basis. Psalm 68, he daily loadeth me with benefits. But it needs to be on the right stuff. And we need to get it from the right source. Anybody know where I'm going tonight? 
How many of you are as old as I am? I'm not 29. Obviously, that would be impossible because, yeah, some of you are as old as I am. Since how our son turned 37 yesterday, he missed my birthday by about an hour, hour and a half, born in a long, faraway land, Wilmer, Minnesota, 37 years ago. But anyhow, I'm 62, so I know some of you in here are the same age as I am, or you will remember they used to do these Rocky Mountain beer commercials. You remember that? And they'd have the stream, crystal stream coming down out of the Rocky Mountains. And I think one of their lines was brewed uh, brewed from the source, you know, the source of this pure water. Well, you know what? You and I have got the source of the purest living water. Better than anything that comes down out of the Rocky Mountains. Glory be to God. We get to drink in Of the living water. Pastor read this scripture today. And I'm just going to highlight one verse out of it. John chapter 7 verse 37. We'll read it out of the New King James. On the last day. That great day of the feast. Jesus stood and cried out saying. If any man thirst. Let him come to me and think. Is that what it says? Let him come to me and think. No, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. If you're thirsty, come. Come to Jesus. If you're thirsty, you have to first of all go to the source. Not a counterfeit source, but go to the source of the living water that satisfies every thirst, that satisfies every longing. But note, it's up to us. He has the living water. He is the living water, but we have to come. We have to be thirsty. We have to be hungry. And then when we come, we have to open our spirit And drink in. You know in the natural that drinking is a personal thing. Eating is a personal thing. I can go out and eat with Judy Anderson. And I have before. But you know what? I can't sit there and say, Judy, you know, I don't feel like eating. Will you eat for me? (laughs) Nobody can eat. (laughs) She would. Especially if it was a dessert, right? Nobody can eat for you. Nobody can drink for you. You can't drink for your husband or your wife or your kids. You can't drink water for them. You can't make sure that they are staying hydrated by you drinking extra water. Eating and drinking are personal. In the natural. And it's the same when it comes to the things of God. Your mama can't get filled with the Holy Ghost for you. Your daddy can't read the word for you. It's personal. We have to do this for ourselves. We have to come to him. We have to open our spirit. And we have to make sure that we are not substituting what only comes from Him with other substances. We have to come to Him. We have to look away from everything else. 
There are things that vie for our attention. There are things that would say, you know, hey, I need you to come over here. You need to drink in of this. You need to drink in of this pleasure of the world. You need to not read your Bible so much. And you need to be doing this and being doing that. We all know there's pools and there's things that would try to distract us from what's really important and from the source. I found this scripture recently out of the message translation. I love it so much. It's Psalms 46.10. In the King James, it says to be still and know that I am God. But in this, look how this reads. It really applies to where we live. Step out of the traffic. Take a long, loving look at me. Your high God. Whoa, this is interesting. Above politics. Above everything. Step out of the traffic. Be still and know that I am God. Did you know just being still and stepping out of the busyness of life can be a real chore? It can be difficult. You got to labor to enter in. That's what it says over in Hebrews chapter 4. Labor to enter into that rest. Sometimes you got to get your body to rest. You got to turn your mind off. You got to stop just fidgeting. I remember when Pastor and I, you know, he was so gracious and so sweet this morning, all the nice things he said about me. But we, you know, we've been married 39 years. And we both have grown and changed quite a bit. I know I definitely have changed a lot. But when we were first married or even dating, I always had to be moving. As when I was a kid, I don't know, maybe you had a kid like I was a kid. My mom would always be saying, sit still. You are such a wiggle worm, you know, and that, that gene was pretty strong because it was passed on down to John. He was just like that too, but just always moving or always wiggling my leg. And I know sometimes we'd be sitting in a meeting and I'd be fidgeting with something or my leg would be going and pastor just gently reach over, take my hand and squeeze it real tight, like chill, sit still, quit wiggling. And you know, I think that that was a good thing though, because when I quit wiggling, I started gaining weight. So I must have been burning calories. So maybe I need to start doing it again, huh? <laughs> no, but anyway, and then to, to not just stop the traffic and step it out of the traffic and wow. stop being a wiggle worm, but guess what else? This day and age which we live, there's so many devices. That vie for our attention. We got computers. We got iPads. We got cell phones. And they all ding. I mean, I can be sitting down studying. And I'm just getting in the presence of the Lord. Have my phone over there. Maybe turned over. But it goes ding. Oh my. Somebody needs me. Somebody has to tell me something. It's so important. I'm so important that you know everybody has to be in touch with me all the time. Those are distractions. I like what pastor said on Wednesday night. Put your phone on airplane mode. You won't get any dings. (laughs) Step out of the traffic. Stop drinking in of the busyness. 
Busy, busy, busy. What's traffic symbolize? Going, 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 going. Moving, 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 moving. Always doing something. Always got to be somewhere. We got to stop and just be in his presence. Wait upon the Lord. Shall renew your strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. It takes time to drink in of him. That's why he said, you got to wait in my presence. His presence lives in us. His presence is on us. The Holy Spirit within. The Holy Spirit upon. And the Holy Spirit among. But we got to wait. Just like when we did tonight. That was awesome worship. And pastor was exhorting us. What were we doing? We were just beholding him. We were just giving place to his glory and his presence being in manifestation. But did you notice? Had to take a little bit of time. Heaven does not have a drive through The Holy Spirit is not a fast food item. Wait. Upon the Lord. Just breathe in and drink in of heaven. Amen. And whatever we drink in, whatever we take in on the inside of us, it's going to show up on the outside. There are opportunities in the day and age in which we live for people to be completely intoxicated on the wrong stuff. Falling down drunk on care, worry, and fear. This verse we just read in Psalms 46 said, Look, loving look at me, your high God, above politics. You know how many people are just consumed with the elections? We need to be praying for the elections. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I will tell you that your vote is your voice. And as a United States citizen, we need to be voting. But we don't need to be looking at politics as our savior. The Republicans can't save this nation. The Democrats can't save this nation. Good friend of ours, Billy Brim, a few years ago before uh, the 2008 election, the spirit of God came upon them in a prayer meeting. And the spirit of God said, there's one thing that will save your nation. It is not a man. It is not a political party. It is an awakening unto God. So we got to look above politics. Pastor shared it tonight. He's a glory and he's a lifter of our head. What happens when he lifts our head up? What does that mean? That means we're looking up. We're not looking down at all the distractions. We're not getting intoxicated and falling down drunk on all the stuff that is being spewed out 
over the internet and over the television. All the talking heads that are experts in some field. And uh, you know, it seems like everybody is an expert. But they are not above God. I'm waiting for some of them to go dumb. Right on TV when they're spewing out a bunch of fear and all this negative stuff that's going to happen in our nation. Oh, no, it's not. Glory be to God. We're not looking at that. We are praying. We are on our posts. We are using our faith. We're doing what we know to do. We are voting. Hallelujah. We're doing what we know to do. But our eyes are ultimately on him. Everybody say this. Jesus Jesus is Lord Lord of the United States of America. Our nation shall have a spiritual awakening. Our nation shall be filled with the glory of the Lord like the waters cover the sea. That's what we're declaring. Amen. If we drink in of the wrong stuff, if we listen to the wrong people, there will be no peace in our lives. There'll be no faith. We'll be consumed with fear. We have to watch what we allow into our hearts. Didn't Jesus say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. I heard one minister say, I haven't found the translation because it's not, but it's a good quote. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaketh. So whatever gets in there in abundance is just going to leak out of our mouth. So we have to watch toxic talk. Dr. Ed Dufresne, he used to say that all the time. Toxic. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Toxic talk, but it's toxic. Now I can't say it. You know what I mean? I'm confused, but it's not good to get the wrong stuff into your heart. You know, we're in Mark chapter four is a beautiful account of several different parables. One of them is the sower sows. The word. And Jesus was given an illustration that the seed is the word of God. And then he gives a description of the different kinds of soil. The different kinds of heart where the seed falls on. You can read that later. It's Mark 4. I believe it starts in like verse 14. But I want to just read verse 19 out of the Amplified. Then the cares and the anxieties of what? The world. And then what else? The distractions of the age. You think there's any distractions in the age in which we're living in? Do you think there's any opportunity to be anxious? If all you're drinking in of, all you're looking at, and all you're listening to is on the media, you could get really worried. You can get really anxious. So much anxiety in the world. He goes on and he says, and the pleasure and the delight and the false glamour and the deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire of other things. What do these things do? They creep in and they choke 
and they suffocate the word and then it becomes unfruitful. Jesus warned us not to be full of the wrong stuff. What was some of the stuff he named? Cares. Anxiety. Distractions of this age. Deceitfulness of riches. God wants us blessed. He promised to meet all of our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But did you know that some people are so deceived by money? Working three or four jobs, never there for their family. Lose their wife, lose their kids, chasing the almighty buck. That's deception. Deceived that if I can just get more and more and more and more money, if I can just get more and more stuff, then I'm going to be happy. Then I'm going to be satisfied. We in here, all of you know, as I do, only Jesus can satisfy the longing soul. Only Jesus can thirst, can quench that spiritual thirst. The world's full of fear. What are we displaying? What have we been drinking in? What's leaking out of our lives? The world's full of turmoil and unrest. Jesus said, don't drink in of what the world's drinking. But do drink in big doses of the Holy Ghost. Big drinks of the Spirit of the living God. Ephesians chapter 5. Love this passage. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Ephesians chapter 5 will begin in verse 14. Therefore, he says, Awake! Look at your neighbor and say, Wake up. That might be a good thing right now. Wake up! Not pointing any, not pointing any fingers, but it's a good thing to be awake! Awake! O oh, sleeper, arise from the dead. Christ shall shine and make day dawn upon you and give you light. We're going to continue reading. Verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposely and worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise and the witless. King James basically says, don't be a fool. Not as a fool. Don't be wandering through life with no purpose. We have a purpose. We've got him. We need to be wise, sensible, intelligent people. And then verse 16. Making the very most. The very most of the time. Buying up each opportunity. Because the days are evil. What do you think some of these opportunities are that he was talking about here? How about buying up the opportunity to come together 
with like-minded believers. Doesn't it say in Hebrews, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together that much more as you see the day approaching the closer we get to the return of Jesus, the greater the distractions and the pulls of the world are going to be. So we need to buy up each opportunity to come together and sit under the word of God. Come together, be filled with the spirit. So when we leave this place, we can leak out the goodness of God. We can leak out the peace of God, the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. We come in here together. I know people come in here from different things going on in your life. And it's okay if you cruise in here, you just get in here on fumes. I mean, your tank is low. That's okay. Just get in here. But once you get in here and pastors preaching away and worship is off the charts, don't just say, okay, Holy Ghost, I came in here on fumes. Just give me a couple of dollars and I'll, I'll be all right for half a block. No. If you come in here on fumes, come in here with the intention. I'm getting filled up. I won't leave here like I came in Jesus name. Buy up the opportunity. Hallelujah. Then he goes on here and he says, therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. What the will of the Lord is. We need to know what the will of the Lord is. You may not know everything that God has planned for you, but he's got a plan and he's got a purpose. We just read that. Don't live like there's no plan or there's no purpose for your life. But I was reading this one time and you know, the Bible wasn't written in chapter and verse. And as I was reading that and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is, I was just, I think I was sitting on an airplane going to a women's meeting. said, okay, Lord, what is your will? For this meeting. And he said to me. Just keep reading. This is my will. For this meeting. This is his will for our daily lives. Verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine. For that is debauchery. But ever be filled and stimulated. With the Holy Ghost. You might not know everything about God's will for your life. But I'm telling you right now. You can start with this. It is is God's will for me to be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. What's caffeine? Caffeine is a stimulant. It'll wire you up. He's saying you got to get so filled. You are wired up. You are full to overflowing with the Spirit of the living God. There's some more things in here about this. He said, be, ever be filled. King James says, be, being filled. You know what that denotes? A continuous drinking in. Continuous drinking in. I'll restate it again. I've never been drunk on alcohol, but I do know this much. I could probably ask an expert here. 
Just judging by Brother Rollo. He's probably an expert. If you want to stay drunk on alcohol, what do you got to do, bro? You got to drink a lot. You got to drink a lot. <laughs> you got to drink a lot. And you got to keep drinking in. If a drunk wants to stay drunk, they got to keep drinking in. And there again is another analogy of something in the natural to something in the spirit. If we want to stay full of the spirit, we got to keep drinking in. Be being filled daily loaded. Be being filled. Come to me and drink. Our attitude ought to be this. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. This morning, actually, it was in the 9 a.m. service when pastor was preaching. This word came up in my spirit and I wrote it down. And I believe it's for tonight. Spirit of God said this. Drink deeply. Drink often. Many of my people have this testimony. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Five years ago. Ten years ago. Twenty years ago. Fifty years ago. Was is past tense. Was denotes used to be in the past. Was is good, but what about is? Is you filled now? Not was I filled 20 years ago. Is you filled now?